What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. Back again. Another Make It a Classic. Yes, sir. This is the one we've been waiting for. This is the one all of our friends have been waiting for. Have they? Yo, everybody I talk to, like when I give them the list of the, al- the songs that we or albums we've done or right. are thinking about doing, when I say Blueprint 2, they're always like, hmm. Like, you, okay. you know, they get that like, oh, that, that's the one I want to listen to. So... so- I think that it's the same with my friends. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if they want to listen to it, but they have an opinion about it. Yeah, like, exactly. You're doing Blueprint too? Uh-huh. How dare you? Exactly. Like, or, no, it's, or, or, right. or it's just like, you're doing Blueprint too? Yes, like trash that shit. Yeah, so it's, exactly. It's, it's, I think it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a very polarizing album, which is funny because... It's it's polarizing, but everybody agrees that it's good. Like they, there's a lot of good stuff there. So okay. it's either they think that there's good stuff there and it's a great album and you shouldn't talk negatively about it, right. or they think there's good stuff there and yeah, like how come it wasn't a better album? Right. Which is how I think we feel. So. Okay. <laughs> but all right, so we, we can start it off. So, uh, the, the where were you? I think is where we begin. Well, I think you and I were actually in the same place. Yeah, we I were. was a second year at uh, at UVA. Yep. It was um, when exactly did it? Do we have a when was it released? Um, I think it came we out. Should, we should look. We should look right, it right. Like September. Like I feel like it was at the top of. Oh, was it November? A school year. Okay. November. So, so it's saying November, um, but it right. felt like August. And the reason why it felt like August is because Jay-Z, like, in my opinion, after Blueprint, after Blueprint, the wave of Jay-Z never really stopped. It was like yep. a continual just you know what else though? throughout you know the what year. Else, going to Blueprint that was too. around the time when um, Real Player and, uh, and, and, and all of those, like, it, it leaked like I, I feel like i had a copy right, of the right, cd right. before it came out okay so maybe we felt like it came out before november because we had it before november like i feel like i at least had songs probably already before november yeah so yeah. Anyway, go ahead. so yeah so where was i i was um just in terms of me personally like i said i was a second year uva and i was big jay-z fan i was still battling with people about whether or not he was better than biggie and you know so i was obviously i was i was still like very very much uh in the biggie camp in the biggie corner right um but i was starting to really make beats a lot okay. and uh me and my partner at the time steve we were still still making uh steve, still making what beats. up steve yeah stevie rich still making beats <laughs> still writing songs although i was getting to the stage where i was i wasn't writing lyrics as much uh, we were coming off the high of the the the, the uva Class of 05, freshman classic, these nuts. Put them in your mouth. That's right. That's right. All my all my fellow uh my, my fellow UVA folks from 05 know about that song. I'm not even gonna speak shit. on that. I'm gonna <laughs> So so uh yeah, so I'm, I'm making beats and then uh yeah, this this album's coming out. Um a lot of parties and just a lot of hip hop discussion with uh, like minded individuals, you know, right. people in uh People my age, people in my frame of mind with um, with everything. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's where I was. Where were you? Uh, what was I? I was a uh, freshman in college. That's right. Uh, just got on grounds, uh, struggling in the engineering school, going to uh, office hours, trying to make sure I, my GPA stayed up. Nah, but um, you know, you were right, or I agree with you about the fact that like after Blueprint, you know, um. Jake and and Rockefeller kind of never went away and they were just getting bigger and bigger. Right. Um, you know, this is around the time like Oh Boy and Hey Ma are out. Uh, I'm a freshman and Hey Ma is like the soundtrack to my life. Like, you know, I'm really feeling like I'm 18 and living a crazy life. Um, and uh, the Jay and Nas beef beef uh, yeah. was still really, really big and at the forefront. And I remember at the time it was very polarizing and I was in the Nas camp. So, were you? Uh, so at the time, I think you were in the losing know, camp. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, in in the long run, yeah, probably. But um, but you know, I was a I was a big fan of Ether. I was a big fan of Stomatic. Um, but you know, everybody wanted to know like what what's Jay gonna do next? Right. Um, and the other thing I'll say about this album, like to to preface it, which I think is really dope, is besides Reasonable Doubt, I think this is the only album Jay Z ever felt like he needed to prove he could rap. And okay. like so, like Jay Z really raps on this joint. Yeah, he does. Um, and so like when like when I heard this joint, I, I really wanted to hear it. Um, and I think the first time I heard it, I was kind of like, eh. But 
we we can we can go on from there because well, yeah because i think about. after we talk about where we were uh-huh. uh we talk about the critical uh, reception we, we yeah we talk about the critical reception yeah and typically though when we talk about where we were we also talk about the other things that were released mm-hmm. but i'm not even sure if that really matters because it yeah. was like it was jay-z yeah you had you know stillmatic uh mm-hmm. ludicrous probably had right you know, uh word of mouth or whatever yeah uh what else scarface had the fix um who knows what they i, I don't even ma- there, doesn't yeah. even matter what what else is, was out at that time like it right. was jay-z and it was like it was jay-z yeah um so critical um, reception oh the other thing though we should probably mention and it goes to actually some of what what happened with this album um is that sean paul is blowing up at the time yeah, I was, uh, dance yeah. hall is really becoming big um and the other thing is that the neptunes are really killing it uh they yeah. had the noriega song at the time they, they had, had a, a bunch, bunch of, of songs and they're and they're pretty heavily featured on this as well so so um just yeah. quick 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 tangent here uh was that a good era of dance hall in your mind or no that's a good question. Um, I think it was a good era of dance hall that turned into a bad era of dance hall really fast. Um, okay. I think you know. I think Diwali rhythm was actually a good rhythm, but it just got just okay. like run into the ground. My <laughs> folks uh, from New York uh, yeah. in my class were not fans of that era of yeah. of, of dance hall. They, I don't think they think negatively or i don't think they dislike sean paul per se but the fact that he was in the forefront yeah versus the artists that they loved right. and the fact that his music was what it was yeah wasn't it was just kind of like eh. yeah like, i mean for me like as a dancehall fan I, like i liked sean paul i thought he was cool for yeah, what he, he had, was he had a few good tracks yeah. um you know it was another scenario or situation where one person like vacuumed all the air out of the room right and as a result of sean paul getting so big i felt like he was the torchbearer who was responsible for making sure that dance hall really got the light that it deserved and i think that he did not do what he should have done with that so okay. i mean so, I, I think he's partially responsible for the fact that dance hall was a quote-unquote fad in america yeah yeah uh, it depends on uh which which uh, segment of American you're you're referring to, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I think in terms of the mainstream outside of like New York and, yeah. and Miami, <laughs> so <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, so maybe that's a discussion for another day. But right yeah. now we get into the critical reception of the album. Yeah, uh, so, so the critical you start? reception, sure. Uh, yeah, so the critical reception for this album was very mixed. I think, which is kind of why why I think this is an album that people really wanted us to do. Some people, a lot of people. You know, like I said, it was polarized. So a lot of people were like, Jay stands already at this point. <laughs> like once Blueprint came out, yeah. you had certified bona fide Jay stands. People who will stab you in your face if you say anything negative about Jay-Z. And um, this album just, you know, gave them just enough fuel to continue that and say, yo, Jay-Z is infallible. Like he's perfect. Right. Um, and then, you know, some people like myself were kind of like, this album should have been better. So for me, I remember liking it and thinking it was really good. Mm-hmm. And then, well, I think I was just telling myself that though. <laughs> okay. Because I think like the more I listened to it, the more I was just like, eh. Right. And I just, I think instantly, like when it first came out, I, I thought it was dope because of course it's Jay-Z, mm-hmm. it's Blueprint 2. Right. It's a double disc. It's the gift and the curse. Right. All of the freestyle joints that he had like uh, yeah. on Hot 97. Yeah, he was killing. And, and uh, some the, of the joints that leaked like uh, the on the back Star end of Carter Blueprint. The mixtape came out around that time. And on the back end of Blueprint, you had the, um, I'll show you how to do this, which in my mind is like one of my favorite Jay-Z yeah. tracks. And it's he a bonus that. track on this yes, album. Yes, it is. Um, so you, it's just like, of course, like Jay-Z can do no wrong. Like, so yeah. I thought it was good. And then as the year progressed, it was just like, I just don't care about this album. And I think that it's hard, it's hard for me to really, it's hard for me to really, um, I don't know, describe how my, my, my friends thought about the album. Okay. Um, I think that everyone has come to the conclusion that, yeah, it's a def- it's definitely a disappointment from, uh, you know, after the release of Blueprint. Right. But whether or not it's good or bad or underwhelming or mm-hmm. just whatever, right. uh, I think it's, it's, it's kind of polarizing as we as we touched so on earlier in the what show. what are your thoughts about the fact that Jay himself went back and made it a single CD? So I was actually going to discuss that later, but we can okay. get into it now. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's an admission of failure. Yeah, I agree. And I think the fact that he did that with, okay, he, he might have masked that release right. uh, with 
the single the um what was it the la 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 yeah was, was the, la, the la, uh, la, la, excuse me miss la 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 version yeah. i forget what it was uh i forget the name of it just doesn't matter the song is dope as shit. yeah the song's crazy and if you remember it was on the bad boys uh two soundtrack Oh, what's, oh yeah, yeah, that was a single. Right. So that's it was right, Shake Your right. Tail Feather and La 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 were the two singles. Right, right, right. And so I think the fact that he had to do that, yeah, is an admission that this yeah. was... If, if it wasn't a, fi- a failure, it was definitely a huge disappointment. Um, he actually mentioned it in an interview and he said, oh, did he? he said, yeah, he basically said like, yo, I got gassed and I made this album. And then Young Guru actually did an interview recently and he took personal responsibility for the album. And he said, you know, he's like, Jay and I and everybody in the camp know we fucked up. And he said, but the reason was Jay had the album. He had the songs that he wanted. He said, and I told Jay, you're in a zone right now. Keep recording. And Jay was like, but I think we kind of know where, where we are with this album. And Young Guru said, if you want to be remembered like the Pox and Biggie's, you got to have a double disc. Because he was like, look at the artists that have made successfully made double discs you had all eyes on me uh, and you had life after death so was not a good in decision. his mind he's like well you know you need to make a double disc so you can be mentioned with these artists and he's like i take personal responsibility i gas jay jay knew that we shouldn't have made this a double album and and he did it anyway because you know i told him that that's how he was going to make himself one of the greats so i thought that was a pretty interesting it's it's, a, it's an interesting talking point um and we should bookmark it because even if it was a single disc Mm-hmm. I have doubts about it. Yeah, like the the single disc that he made, Blueprint Two Point One, yeah. is still a flawed album. But we don't I, have to talk about that. Yeah, we we definitely get into that later. <laughs> yeah. Um. So does that cover uh, critical perception? Yeah. yeah should I we think, get uh, critical so. reception? Should we get into the highlights? Yeah. Let's do that. Um. No, I want you to start again. All right. Cool. Highlights. Um. Let me look at this. So, the highlights. Um. I think honestly, when I really just look over this track list, Kanye West brought it. You think so? Um, I think Kanye, you know, I'm looking at all these producers and a lot of these producers brought duds like like the Neptunes. A lot of this Neptune stuff is really bad, um, which we'll talk about on the lowlights. But uh, in terms of highlights, I think Kanye's production was pretty good. He's got you three tracks. The, you think about the time frame. Um, they're all. No, nah, he's got he's got some uh, down there in the second disc, too. Anyway, I, okay, I thought ahead. Kanye's stuff was good. Um jay-z like period uh jay-z rapped really really well right. the album uh and I, I think that goes back to what i was saying where you know jay-z felt like he needed to prove that he could rap because he came off of you know the high of the blueprint and then this ether battle happened and he quote unquote lost the battle you know on the on the radio um i don't you know the whole story about how he say everybody told him he lost and and he you know felt like he needed to prove to the world that he could rap he definitely rapped on this joint um yeah i mean there's songs that i'd say are highlights uh you know but i'm gonna just leave it at that jay-z rapped well and that was the best thing about the album to me so i think for me it's the same i think lyrically we see just how talented he is i mean i'm i'm going through and essentially i listened to this album before doing this i listened to this album two and a half times and on the first cycle through Mm -hmm. i listened to it and i was like wow like this guy was really 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 talented yeah um he can wrap his ass off and yeah the whole uh, anyone at that time who i disagree with who said that jay-z was better better than biggie like i understand where they were coming from i mean the dude the dude was was nasty yeah i also appreciated that jay-z kind of went into an entirely different sector of hip hop musicians that I'm not even sure if Biggie and Tupac obtained. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to tell because, you know, they were both, you know, they right. were both taken from us before, you know, as they were getting into that realm. So it's kind of hard to see exactly where they were. Yep. Um, and Biggie reached it posthumously, yeah. you know, um, because life after death was released after right, he, was, right. he already got, uh, was already killed. Yep. And so Jay-Z was in a space where he's introducing us to themes and ideas um, that, you know, no one in hip hop had, had ever really heard, and I appreciated that. Okay. Um, and so for from that aspect, I, I really appreciated a lot of the content and subject matter on what, this album on the first listen through. Okay. On the first listen through. Okay. And uh, my my thoughts on the second listen through, we can we can get through uh, when we talk about the lowlights. <laughs> um, as far as producers, I mm-hmm. appreciated, I did appreciate uh, Kanye West on the Dream. 
Um, I also appreciated mm-hmm. Kanye West on Some People Hate. I think that's an amazing yeah, track. Yeah, I really like that one. And I appreciate this uh, this effort um, by Heavy D, uh, Guns N' Roses with yeah. Lenny Kravitz. I appreciated it. I'm not sure if I liked it, but I, I appreciated it. Likewise. Um, and then that's kind of that's kind of it. Yeah. In terms so, of highlights. From so me. yeah, let me let me piggyback on what you're saying. Um, like the instrumentation of Guns N' Roses is really dope, and it felt it felt really different. Mm-hmm. Like like you know, um, I think some of the instrumentation on here was really different. Like the percussion for um, the Hovey Baby right. and things like that. Like like I thought they did some really cool things uh, instrumentation wise here. But uh, I should go ahead and say that Hovey, Hovey Baby is a highlight for me too. Oh yeah, as is um, Show You How to Do This. But are we is, yeah. is Show You How to Do This? Are we considering that part of the album or not? So I, I'm gonna say yeah, we should. Okay. Then um, definitely yeah. show you, uh, show me uh, Show You How to Do This because that yeah. song is like yeah. an anthem for me. Right. No, I think that's might be the best song on there. It's one of the best songs on there. But anyway, um. So, yeah, so you want to go to the lowlights? Sure, and I can kick it off with the lowlights. So the yeah. second time I listened to this album was an absolute fucking chore. <laughs> it was so difficult because all the things that I just uh, said that I appreciated about the subject matter, uh-huh. I realized on the second time through, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, on, on one hand, it's really, really cool to, to, to see where he's coming from, like, you know, musically and... and um. I guess in terms of a status, like uh-huh, uh-huh. it's it's almost like to me, I think that Jay-Z, uh, not not maybe not in terms of talent, mm-hmm. but in terms of achievement, uh, without a doubt, is the Michael Jordan of rap. In okay. terms of, you know, Michael Jordan is an is an athlete, uh, an employee of the NBA uh-huh. who ends up becoming an owner of a franchise. Right. And Jay-Z, you know, uh, not necessarily an employee because he was right. always his own man, right? That's, right. At least that's how he'll, he'll, he'll call it. Right. But he's an MC who ends up owning like right. the label, yeah. and maybe he wasn't there at this particular point in the you know when this album is released, right? But um, you know, he got further I think than anybody else had at mm-hmm. that time, uh-huh. and so I appreciate that. But at the same time, I also don't give a fuck uh, on on half of uh, about half of it. Um, so yeah, so that's. You know, it was a it was a real real chore for me to listen to. Yeah. The other thing too is that this album sounds so so two thousand two and two thousand three. Yeah. Like if you go back and you listen to Blueprint, that yeah. is timeless. I agree. You know, it doesn't matter when you listen to that. Um, you can listen to that album thirty years from now and it still sounds dope. Yeah. You listen to Blueprint two right now and you're like, oh, I remember exactly. This is this is what we used to party to in two thousand two and two thousand three. Not yeah. in two thousand six. Not in two thousand eleven. <laughs> not in two thousand and twelve. That is a very, very dated album. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like it. Yeah. So my low lights, my biggest low light actually, um, so the the you know, the time frame here, we're talking about, you know, according to uh Guru and uh and Biggs, who also recently did an interview, this time frame for Jay-Z is Jay-Z's falling in love with Beyonce, right? So Okay. Oh uh, yeah. So so as a result of that, I think this album you get this kind of conflicted soul where he has these like love ballads, but then he has these other songs on disc two where he's like, There's so many hoes in here. I'm <laughs> fucking all these hoes. It's like fair. Yo, all the songs about hoes. Nigga please, too many hoes, fuck all night, all of them songs about hoes. You gotta take all of them off. They're what all about, trash. What about uh Every bitches and sisters? Terrible. All all of them are trash. I hate all real 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 quick is he falling in love with like the brand of beyonce or the person beyonce yo i'm not talking about the man's relationship i can't can't resist asking that question it could be transactional and it has nothing to do with me all i'm gonna say is that um i get that he's maybe he's trying to he's he's trying to do these love songs which i think you know creates a really dope thing for him in terms of uh pushing him more to the forefront and making him a more successful artist um and then you know so just go ahead and and be that you don't have to be the the pimp uh, on all those other songs because it sounds terrible in terms of songs that are low lights for me mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to go with tracks four and five on uh, on the disc one <laughs> which i suppose would be the gift yeah uh, oh three bonnie and clyde and excuse me miss so i didn't like them then i don't like them now and in fact when i went to listen to this album i just skipped them 
I, I'm not even going to give them a chance. <laughs> fuck those two tracks. They're not good pieces of music. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. So I was going to I was going to wait until until the um until the what you would call it uh the make it a classic. But let's talk about this. <laughs> I, I I actually kept both of those songs for Did this you? reason only. Okay. The blueprint is a classic. To okay. me, the least classic songs on there are the songs that everybody loved and partied to at the time. It would be like right? Ace of the Izzo? Yeah, well, not Izzo, but um, the Timbaland joints. Oh, Hovi- uh, Ola Ovito? Uh, Ovito. <laughs> and then the, what's the, what was the other one? Jigga, that nigga Jigga. Yeah. Right? I don't even listen to that song anymore. That's fine, that but Ola but Ovito. But, um, Ovito is cool. Oh, that's but my but shit. what I'm saying is like, okay, first of all, I hated both of these songs when they came out. Right. I didn't think that he needed to do Tupac's song about his gun over again. Um, and I didn't think that, you know, excuse me, Miss was a good piece of music. I personally would keep Bonnie and Clyde just because of the fact that it's the Beyonce feature and it's produced by Kanye West and it just kind of fits. Um, okay. I don't think it's absolute trash. I just don't think that it's necessary. And I don't think that the majority of listeners know that it's a remake of a Tupac song. Uh, I don't um, even think I knew that. Oh, I don't even that? think I care. Yeah, and, and for um, the record, uh, I actually enjoyed Beyonce at this stage in her career. I just okay. did not like this song. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Um, I kept it though. And and excuse me, Miss. To me, the only reason I I kept it well, two reasons. One, because hindsight is twenty twenty, and it was a smash hit and made a lot of money. It was it definitely. Um, was. and I, I feel like th- it's kind of sad, but when you're building an album, and Jay Z knows this better than any artist, um. You're not going to even ever get the attention that you would need to create a quote unquote classic album without something, you know, without something that draws the people to it. So I feel like, you know, those two records being what they were in terms of uh, acclaim, I I just I left them. Um, The Neptunes are a low light for me oh, on this album um i i you timbaland wasn't all that great either yeah timbaland wasn't great on here timbaland actually timbaland and jay-z i personally think are not a great marriage um i don't think that most of the the stuff that they've done together is all that good um i also what, what oh, was the joint on volume three the snoopy track or whatever yeah i like that track That's he's got cool. another one on there um when it's uh can't mm-hmm. stop it when it's hot. It's hot. It's hot that when joint. it's hot. It's oh hot. I love God. that joint. That joint's that joint's yeah. like that joint's fire. No, no. So, but you know, so here and there it works. But a lot of them, like I think, "Dirt Off Your Shoulder" is one of the most overrated songs uh, in Jay Z's catalog. Right. You and I are gonna disagree with that track. That joint was that good. that that. Um, I know we're not talking about the Black Album right now, but that's uh-huh. the song that when I heard it, I was like, "What is mm-hmm. this trash?" And then yeah. as the more I've listened to that song, mm-hmm. um, I think it's an amazing piece of music. But you and mm-hmm. I have. You and I have vastly different views on the the black album. I think we haven't yeah. really discussed it. I yeah. can just tell, but we we could talk about that. So yeah, um, but uh, but yeah. So th- the Neptunes and and Jay, I actually also kind of feel the same way. I feel like they they killed with the I'm a Hustler Baby joint, mm-hmm. um, and that was a really good song. And I think Allure off the black album is a really good song. Other than those two, I can't really think of any Neptunes Jay Z songs that I really like like that. Like I like I didn't think you most did, of them. Ex- were excuse me, Miss again did they do that one oh yeah they did do that one and 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 um the freeway joint hope that is the i'm a hustler oh yeah 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 that's right yeah yeah. okay la 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 so so they have three songs out of of a decently vast catalog of songs that they've done together um all their work on here for the most part is trash to me um so i, I guess Damn, you, you want to go the neptunes are trash <laughs> yo on this album that i didn't i didn't think they were it was yeah, not their yeah. their best um yeah. uh, you know another low light for me huh. was actually the watcher too really uh, Scotch, yeah because we're gonna get into this when i talk about make it a classic right. um for one i don't think dr dre needed a verse on this i don't know why he's on it yeah. rock kemp's verse as old school as he sounds mm. is actually that's it's, the highlight. It's, it's a good, it's a very good verse. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds, it, it's easy. He sounds like a very, very old school rapper, <laughs> but the dude could still put it down. Oh, and, God. and no, no, I, it's, it's, it's a really, really good verse. I thought it was good. Um, but at the same time, he, why, why do you have a recycled Dr. Dre beat on here? So, so yeah, I think so too. I, I didn't think that this song was necessary. Um, but two things. One, it puts Jay Z on a song with a, with a legend, you know, uh, which I think, with I think, him? I think Jay sure. actually really kind of cares about those those types sure. of things um and secondly um jay-z was writing for dr dre a lot at this point i in get time. that and so jay-z probably wrote that verse 
That's um, fine. I don't. So, I don't yeah. need to hear Dr. Dre's voice yeah, on the Blueprint um, Two record, and I don't the, need to hear recycled beat the, from, the only, from 2001. The only other thing I will say, though, um, and it's actually from '99. <laughs> um, well, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the yeah, Chronic, Chronic 2001. 2001. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, the only thing I will say is they added instrumentation, and if you go back and listen to it, there's but it's a, still a recycled there's additional, beat, though. There's additional instrumentation in it, but I agree. I but I mean, also, you don't know. Two is a recycled beat with additional instrumentation. Uh, you don't know one was on Blueprint, so oh yeah. So oh, I you, mean, don't, and, you don't know remix is also a low light for me as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we have we're gonna have very different. Uh, <laughs> like for me, all right. Uh-huh. We can get into this when we talk about make it a classic. Um, and I'm not sure who you, who you want to make it a classic first. First of all, mm-hmm. are we are we done with the low lights or no? Keep going, and then uh, you can just go into your make it a classic when you finish your thought. Uh, well. For me, one of the lowlights was the, yeah, just the fact that, you know, you're recycling beats. And I think that for Blueprint 2, uh, especially given how high, how, how, how groundbreaking Blueprint was. Right. Uh, the fact that you're so set on doing something hot mm-hmm. and not groundbreaking, like right. to me, it, it, I think he took not just one step backwards. I think he took five steps backwards. Jeez. I mean, the dude went from Division 1 to division three mm. and and over the course of one summer like how do you do that so my thoughts my thoughts on the you don't know track specifically um if someone told me you hear this song what like what would you who would who would you want to hear over this beat i would say mop um and so and that, that's that's point one and point two is um just blaze spoken a lot of interviews about how um the you don't know beat originally he had all this other instrumentation and stuff and then jay was like nah fuck that took the two track and recorded it same with oh boy and just put it out right so he was upset and wanted to have a full crack at being able to fully develop the beat out then just and put it on a mixtape gave him the opportunity to do that i, I think i yeah. think a lot of those tracks should have just gone on a mixtape yeah like yeah. on, on an ep something i and don't I mean, think they should have gone on this piece of music i mean at the time frame you know Jay was also rapping a whole lot, yeah, you was. know. So, so I agree that he had lots of other outlets to be able to put some of this stuff out. He didn't need yeah. to put the it on this. They could have gone on their yeah. own records, yeah. Like that could have gone. I think MOP just signed over to 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 rock at that at point, the time. Right? Yeah, so they put were that there. on an MOP record, right? Right. It you actually could have gone on any number of mixtapes as well, right? They were doing a lot of different things at the time, but yeah, go ahead. So, for me, it's actually difficult to make this album a classic without oh. scrapping pretty much the entire thing <laughs> okay. so and it's not to it's not that i don't like some of the songs on here mm. but for me i think what what i talked about earlier mm-hmm. in terms of jay-z going into a, a whole new segment yeah. like a whole new sector of uh of a, of a, of a hip-hop artist that was new to our ears yeah you know what i mean i think that blueprint was such a groundbreaking piece of music that actually the first time i heard it i didn't really like it yeah um and I was, I remember where I was, I was in, I was in my first year dorm with, uh, with my roommate, Joe, and he got it off of like, I don't know, he got it from something, it doesn't matter, we got the album, <laughs> and, um, and we're listening to it, and I think he was kind of tepid on it as well, Yeah. and so, but he st- was still like in Jay-Z's corner, so he kind of went back and listened to it on his own, yeah. so the next time I listened to it, I was like, oh, we're listening to this again, he's like, you know what, I, I actually think this is you know, I, I kind of fuck with this album. I think I kind of like it. So I'm listening to it again. I'm like, all right, you know, this is this is cool. And as I'm more, as I listen to it more and more, it's just like, yo, this. It was so. It, it, I had that kind of reaction to it because it was unlike anything else I had ever heard yep. from from hip hop music. Right. And so to go from that to Blueprint Two, you know, like I said, I think he took five steps backwards, and I think right. that what he really should have done was something that was more groundbreaking okay and i and i know that uh, a few podcasts ago i said something to the effect that you know i think that the roots were the most underperforming hip-hop uh group in hip-hop and right. i still kind of believe that way based off the fact that i think that the two leading members of that band are elite talents and consistently they didn't put out elite music but that mm-hmm. being said i almost wonder if jay-z needed like quest love to executive produce this album hmm. or like a rick rubin hmm. or someone who is willing to fuse hip-hop music with a completely other genre okay. so if you had jay-z doing like 
a music all with like uh, an album all with like live instrumentation right. um, or almost like a or like a rock feel similar to like what the roots did with game theory okay. if you, he i don't know if that's the answer right. but i think he needed something that was just completely transcendent but um, you know though it's a, sorry to cut you off but uh but with jay from the beginning and we've talked about this on other podcast episodes um he's always been also measured himself by commercial success do you see him having the ability to you know you know he's he's been scorned with this whole supposed verdict where where nas has beat him in this battle and he's coming back don't you think he also was trying to shoot for the fences with hit records as well as you know like he almost kind of played it safe with this album but i don't think he needed to yeah what is jay-z's highest selling album of all time um volume two volume two probably volume two what is his best album reasonable doubt or the blueprint fine but if so are you are you are you telling me that he should have gone for you know a a quadruple platinum selling album no gone for another amazing piece of music no i'm 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 not saying what he should do or or shouldn't do i'm saying what he would do as jay-z i just think that I think that, you know, Blueprint is not his highest selling record, but like, it doesn't matter. In the grand scheme of things, like, no one cares. Right. It's, it's like a pinnacle of, of hip hop music. Right. And so I think that, you know, record sales, I don't think that should have been his goal. I think yeah. a lot of that stuff should have been beneath him. And I think that's the so, point. So, but, but, so Jay, then Jay puts this album out for guys like you who listen to the it's Beatles. Not, it's right? not about no, 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 me. No, wait. He puts this album out. The album goes, you know, double uranium. Um, and then what? Like, like, does Jay become the guy that we now see that is, you know, owning t- owning sports teams and, and you know, and, and doing all this, you know, big executive stuff that he's doing now? I think, first of all, what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. I don't think would have been a bad record. I don't think it would not have been a commercially viable record. I think okay. it would have been different. I think it would have caught some people by surprise, mm-hmm. but I think it still would have sold because it was Jay-Z. So who uh, who was involved in this album? Are you gonna, is that part of your? So like I was saying, I think that, I think that you could, I, I would have wanted to see an album done with a lot of um, a lot of live instrumentation. So mm-hmm. like I said, if you can have like a producer like Rick Rubin mm-hmm. assemble some artists, mm-hmm. or you can have like a Quest Love, especially because right after Blueprint, mm-hmm. Jay-Z did the Unplugged album yep. with the Roots backing him. Yep. Um, and and that was a highly successful album as well. And I think this is at the but point where- But he was where play, replaying his doesn't hits. doesn't matter though. It was, still, okay. it was still successful. People still really appreciate it. They're like, wow, like, have you listened to, you know, the Jay-Z Unplugged? And as he started to perform, I think at some point uh, around this era, I think he was starting to do some of his performances with live instrumentation backing him as opposed right. to just getting, you know, a, a DJ and yep. his crew behind him on stage. Mm-hmm. And so I think that had he gone that route, he could have done something quite extraordinary. Mm. Like I said, I appreciate the feel on Guns N' Roses. You've got mm-hmm. Lenny Kravitz on here. Yeah. I think the song kind of misses the mark in yeah. its entirety. Yeah. But there are aspects of this song that when I listened to it, I was like, this is what I think he should have gone for. I agree something, something, to some Something like this. And I think, though, that Jay-Z himself underperformed on that song. I uh, think the that's, production that's is dope. Well. I think Lenny Kravitz sounds good. Yeah. I, I just don't think Jay-Z's verses are that good. I also think what he would have needed is uh, and this is this is uh, one of these you know fairy tale scenarios um, because we're you know the the time difference obviously doesn't match up, but or chronologically rather it doesn't match up. But I think Jay Z needed something like what Kanye saw for Yeezus uh, musically. Now okay. you and I have have have, have different ideas about Yeezus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is a it, it doesn't matter. I think that what 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 uh, what Kanye tried to do then, like where uh-huh. he was, yeah, um, in terms of just making something that's just like so kind of like out there but so um so so risky but still yeah, you know yeah. it, it took a lot of chances but right. there was still like the artistic quality in it i think is evident right um kanye west at this point in his career is too young he's still taking you know he's still looping a lot of stuff yeah um and just kind of speeding it up which is yeah. which is great like i said it was the sound of this time period yeah yeah and like i said um you know, some people hate. I think is a is a is a really really good beat. Yep. But I think that he needed someone who was just really willing to take the talent of Jay Z and just say, "Hey, you know what? This is where music is. You are so above all this stuff. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put you 
on another mu- we're going to put you on another level musically that it just transcends anything that everyone else ever heard and mm. i don't necessarily know what that sounds like right. i'm not jay-z i'm not some master musician i can i i know what i know what i like i, I i've listened to a lot of very different things throughout the ages mm-hmm. um or throughout the years rather and i just think that that's kind of the sound that he needed and so for me to make this album a classic mm-hmm. you know i can't really keep much on this album okay so what do you do well like i said it's 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 tough like i said uh so you just you enlist you enlist your Rick Rubin and you and you come with the band and you just have them start all over from scratch. I think that's kind of what I do. I think the the songs that I can kind of keep in essence. Okay. In essence, all right. So I think in essence you can keep a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, you can keep Hovey Baby for sure. Uh, I think you can keep. Um, I did it my way actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually a good track. Yeah. I agree. Uh, something like I did it my way. I think you can keep something to the effect of guns and roses but better um some people hate and um oh uh show you show you how to do this okay so cool mine is different of course um i i and i think a lot of people would probably agree with me i think a lot of this album is salvageable um i get what you're saying in terms of trying to make something transcendent um and i think he did that with the blueprint and I think it's okay for him to have a blueprint too that fits in the vein of the blueprint. I got you. Um, so I'll just kind of go top to bottom. I I, I kept certain tracks and, and got rid of other tracks. Okay. Um, a dream just droned on and on and on. It did. It was me, I said, yeah. and I see, I said, and I see. I was like, all right, come on, stop <laughs> That's talking. why I said I, I, so, I like it in, I like it in yeah, theory. Like, yeah, I like yeah. the essence of it. Likewise, yeah. so, I, so I'm cutting a dream. The execution of it probably failed. Right. And then actually, Hovey Baby, I went back and forth and back and forth about. Okay. Um, And I didn't feel like I needed it. Interesting. Um, right. I, I thought know it was some a, people. I, think it's I know a dope some, song. You're gonna catch some shots from, from from some of our listeners because yeah, I, no, I that's fair. It's it's a that. it's a dope it's a dope song. Um, I just didn't feel like I needed. It. Um, okay. I felt like the second disc started better than the first one. Okay. So my intro is Diamond is Forever. All right. Um, so I start there. Um, and then my second song slash other intro is Blueprint Two. Um, okay. Oh, Rosie. Yeah, I'm a one. Uh, yeah, like, right. that joint just rocked to me, and it was a good like way to open it up. Um, I keep all around the world. Um, with uh, what's her name? Uh, Latoya uh, Williams. She's from Cali. She's dope. She's on a lot of Dog Pound albums. Anyway, um, I keep that song. I thought the song was cool. I I, I didn't think Jay was that dope on it, but uh, I would add Slick Rick on it. Cause Slick Rick kind of has okay. that like almost like London type of swag to his voice that like gives it a little another like international feel. Um, the song that I think is the most underrated song on this album and one of the most underrated songs in Jay-Z's entire catalog is Somehow Someway. That song is so, so, so good. Um, the beat is so... Oh. I love it. Um, I love it. it, and, it and this is in the vein of uh, a Guess Who's Back um, you know, where you have Scarface and Siegel. Um, mm-hmm. They talked about the three of them actually putting an album together and, of course, never happened. Then they talked about just Siegel and Scarface doing an album. That never happened either. But the three of them, every time you get the three of them on a song, it's a good song. So, um, yeah, I keep somehow, some way, uh, love that song. I kept You Don't Know too for the reasons we kind of discussed okay. earlier. Um, Popping Tags. Um definitely sounds like the time frame uh like that's like it sounds like it could be on a twister album it sounds like it could be on any of those kanye productions at the time but i like it and it, it, it like I'm, I'm cool with it i'm cool with what they try to do but killer mike has to go well you like, got the you've got members from dungeon fam that i'm not really interested in hearing you, you know the yeah. person who i want to hear on the track and he's not that's there right true so so i mean let's 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 get rid of killer mike and add three stacks like <laughs> like I, killer mike let's Dude, let's get i don't should like we have the killer either. mike conversation right now i don't have much to say about it so i'm i'm all ears i just don't think he's as good as people make him out to be like Ooh. i just when did people yeah. ever make him out to be so good? people so you know run the jewels is a, is a very popular group now okay um and that that you know comes from the you know killer mike was featured on a lot of different things um with that that big boy you know put him on 
and people felt like he didn't really have as much of a voice and then they did their run the jewels album and boom he's out of here um you know he's he's political well and i'm gonna have to listen to that because I, I haven't listened yeah, to that album i mean if you don't like def jooks um you know if you don't like lp as a producer you're not gonna like this stuff okay but uh but anyway yeah, I, I really didn't think that Killer Mike was good here. I heard that Jay-Z heard Killer Mike on some outcast thing and actually intentionally called Big Boy and was like, yo, I want to get Killer Mike on my album. And he intentionally put him on here, but I'm taking him off. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so, but Poppin' Tags without Killer Mike um, and with three stacks. The Bounce, I'm keeping. Um, the Bounce is another record that sounds like this era and is a Timbaland joint. Mm -hmm. But um, for me, because I'm scrapping that Sean Paul song, I would put Sean Paul on The Bounce. Okay. So like you still get that like, you know, early 2000s, everybody wanted to have their dance hall cut record. Um, and I think Sean Paul kills it because I, I heard him over Grindin' and some of the other records that are kind of in that lane. And he was batting it out of the park at that point in time. Um, some people hate, of course. Yeah, it was a good keeping joint. It. it was a great joint. Um, show you how, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that joint, like, that's just like quintessential Jay. Like, that's like it's right in Jay's lane. I mean, I, I personally think that's like that's like peak Jay-Z. Yeah. And you I know? think they made it a, a bonus cut because it I had it heard leaked. it on submit. Yeah, I'd heard yeah. it on some mixtapes before I heard yeah. it here. No, that joint so, came out like a long time ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was dope though. Um, the Watcher too. I really kept for Rakim, but the more you, the more you and I talked about it, the more I'm like, I don't even really need it on this album. Like, yeah. it, it didn't need to be here, so I, it could, it could go. Um, O three Bonnie and Clyde and Excuse Me Miss. So, like I said before, I mean, I just cut Excuse Me Miss or put it as a bonus track because it got popular. Um, I keep 03 Bonnie and Clyde just because Beyonce is wildly successful and I'm trying to draw attention to the album. So <laughs> that's why I kept them. Um, so let's talk about Meet the Parents. All right. Um, you and I had like a really brief conversation about this before. Yes. Meet the Parents to me attempt is Jay-Z's attempt to make a story to tell or uh, what's the uh, niggas bleed or like... Yeah. Uh, like a Biggie record, like Biggie had these records where he and painted not just Biggie. these, but sp yeah. specifically yeah. Biggie because yeah. Jay, you know, was this was the time where, you know, Big's quote unquote on the intro to the album, mm -hmm. like Jay's quoting him on lots of songs and stuff like that. Like I think he's trying to make a song in that vein where he makes a really descriptive, like paints a picture type right. of song. I don't think he did a great job here. In my, I can't think of many times where jay-z's been a good storyteller i mean for me you know you got, I, I liked him on uh you know 99 problems you know the mm. second verse where he's yeah, having a conversation yeah, yeah. with the with the police officer pulls yeah, him over. Yeah, yeah. i thought that was a good joint mm -hmm. he also has one kind of like in volume one where it's like you must love me i mean this yeah. that's kind of a story i thought that was good uh -huh. the problem that i had with meet, meet the parents right? right and this is the funny thing is because you know before we started this podcast i asked you i was like wait what is he talking about that on that song right, right. i had to guess at what the song was right. and every single time i listen to this song my add kicks in something <laughs> fierce and my yep. mind goes i don't i can't keep it's not mm -hmm. that i can't understand the lyrics right I just my I, it doesn't keep my attention. I 100% agree. I feel exactly the same way. I actually had to sit myself down and make myself listen to the joint end to end. And then, you know, they always give you like kind of a plot twist. Like when the nigga turned around holding his daughter right. with Biggie, he gives you a plot twist at the end. The guy kills his kid or whatever. Yeah. And, you're, and you're like, okay, now I get why you were telling this story. But like, why are you telling this story? And it yeah. just, he, Jay just has this way of just droning on and on yeah. and on. And the beat itself starts to drone on and on. And you're just like, what are you talking about? Um, I think with Big, Big did a really good job of like um, giving you these really vivid descriptors, right? Yeah. That like are just random, almost like non sequiturs, like Nothing dark skinned Jermaine. Like you felt like you knew these people, you know, uh, Arizona Ron from Tucson. You know, nothing like, to lose, tattooed around his gun, gun wounds, everything right. to gain, embedded, embedded in his brain. brain. Like, Indeed, I feel the same for this money and diamonds, especially yeah. if my daughter crying. I ain't lying. Y'all know the science. science. Yo, like, he had this way of giving you the characters. Like, 
Jay just he names people and then he moves on. And yeah. I'm not good with names anyway. <laughs> so I'm starting to like forget who is who and like I mean I don't remember any of the characters in the story. Yeah. I just remember there was a dad and a kid and the, and the kid died. Anyway, um, I keep it on there just because it's his only concept song. Okay. Um, and I, I just so I left it there. Um, and then I close out my album with uh, "As One," which is the posse cut. Okay. Um, and and a really dope Earth, Wind, and Fire sample. I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. So my thoughts on "As One." Right. That that song, uh, you know, the Earth, Wind, and Fire track. Yeah. And this interpretation um, of that song, so right. this beat amazing right they were really really well done on this album yeah but then you've got rel and young yeah, guns yeah, yeah. and sparks and pd crack and memphis bleak uh-huh. and beanie siegel and freeway and i don't want to hear none of them motherfuckers on this track really? like no yeah, I, right, yo. for me for me i i think pretty much every hip-hop album for me i want a posse cut um and i think look at the length right it's three minutes and 49 seconds it's actually a short one of the shortest tracks on the whole album yeah um everybody gets like four bars you just get to hear their voices real quick it's like I the just, starting line i thought it was such a waste of a beat for okay. me okay and yeah. you know you talk about a posse cut what posse cut did he have on blueprint good point um i guess you know i don't know i guess you're right uh but i, I like i like posse cuts so that's fine again i think posse cuts are good for like you know the mixtapes the rock la familia uh, i like, like i that. like posse cuts on my albums i like four three two ones and and you know one trains and all of those joints where i think that's cool but watch for the hook it, it goes to it goes back to my point that i think that jay-z was above all this mm. was above all these artists right. like why is killer mike on this why is mop on this why mm-hmm. is uh you know sparks on this right yeah. and i know i know that you know these are his boys but it's just yeah. like if you're trying to make a classic record and maybe he wasn't trying to make a classic record i mean you also have to think about that the things changed like when when jay was making izzo and all that there wasn't really a rockefeller like that there was a couple other dudes on the but it wasn't like like by the time he's making this album Cameron and the Diplomats are already huge. Yeah. Um, they're signing random people. Samantha Ronson gets signed this year. Um, like they have all these people on the rock. Like, so he's he's moving into like executive territory and a little bit away from artist territory. Right. And he's showcasing his artists on this on this project. So I, I liked as one. And then I closed out with My Way, which I think yeah, he, my he way's a good song. I really liked My Way. Um, shout out to Jimmy Kendricks. I think Jimmy Kendricks is a really underrated producer who doesn't get enough uh, enough shine. So I, uh, I have two issues with this. Uh, the first one I'm going to say, though, uh, the song Blueprint 2. Uh-huh. All right. So first of all, that takes, uh, I forget the actual sample, but it's like mm-hmm. a sample from like an old Western movie, right? Yeah. Um, which... I always think like it's it's actually popular in commercials. I want to say there's like a like a Nas has a commercial like a Hennessy commercial is like Chase the White Rabbit or something like that. Okay. And they had that that song in the background. And every time I hear that commercial, it's like, oh, how come no hip hop artist has sampled it? And then I go back and listen to this. It's like, oh, that's right. He right. did it on Blueprint too. And I don't think he executed it well. Mm-hmm. I have so many philosophical problems with Blueprint too. With the, the actual track Blueprint 2. Right. Uh, so this is supposed to be essentially a diss track to Nas, right? Uh oh no, you're thinking of uh oh, Yes, is it is. Two. It is this one. And he's basically trying to call out Nas for being a hypocrite. Right, right, right. Okay, Look, yeah, I don't know all the ins and outs of Jay-Z's professional career. I only know what he gives me. Okay. okay? And I I know that um I had expressed uh my um my desire to do a podcast kind of designated to street cred. Uh-huh. Um, but we can just kind of talk about it briefly here. Okay. Right. But in your mind, do you think that Jay-Z cares about his street cred maybe more so than other artists? Like in, in my mm-hmm. opinion, from listening to Jay-Z all, you know, his entire discography, right. one of the themes that I notice is that it's not just an image you know for 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 us to take like it's not like you know biggie admitted that like yeah like you know it's, it's almost like an actor yeah, you know p- yeah. p- portraying a role like right. jay-z was like no like that's not me everything you hear this Disney. is me this yeah. is my life right is that a similar theme that you've you know that, that you've gathered yeah so in that sense there's a lot of like contradiction 
um, with this track. I mean, he's trying to okay. call out Nas for being a hypocrite, right? Right. This song is really him being butthurt about losing the or so-called losing the ether battle. But let's 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 talk about some of the things here, right? Like he says, like, uh, is it? Um, is One a black girl, black lost, girl lost, or, or show you owe you for ice, or this, that, and the other? Right. And he's he's. It's like, well, wait a minute. Like, you even have you have two lyrics um, that are very, very. They kind of go against this entire premise. One you've got on um, on uh, Ace of the Izzo. He says like uh, he says like I told you to sell drugs. Nah, Hove did that, so hopefully you wouldn't have to go through that. Bull fucking shit. <laughs> like you did. That's not why you told people about selling drugs you did that shit because you knew it would sell records okay plain and simple so you, you didn't have, do that to, to keep other people from selling from, from, sell, from selling records right and the other thing is on uh, on moment of clarity on on the black album he says like uh uh lyrically uh I'd I'd be rather, no, he says like um uh yeah yeah he said lyrically uh, tr- skills sco- if skills sold so, truth, truth be, be told, told i'd rather be lyrically talib quali uh, truthfully, I want to rhyme like common, common sense, sense, but, but I, I made five, five mil. Million. I ain't been rhyming like common sense, yeah. and that's bullshit. Yeah, no, like that is complete. No, and, and so and so to take that <laughs> and so then to, and to to put it into this track is like basically like look, mm-hmm. Nas. You know, we know that Nas is not a gangster. Uh-huh. Okay, we know that Nas right. was a, was a storyteller. He was like a narrator from the hood, right. right? So if he's got a track called you know Black Girl Lost because he wants to do some conscious shit, but then he needs to sell records as you've admitted to doing. Right. You know, you're not making records like To Live Quali because you need to sell records. Right. Then let the man sell his records on uh, on um, on uh, you know show you uh, show you for nice or Uchi Wally. Which, yo, I Uchi, think you I think you're reading too deeply into nah, the joint. It's, yo. it's it's but it, here's the reason it's like why saying though. it's like saying you know uh, well Nas said on his song that Jay Z thinks he's sexy. I mean it's just they're just dissing each other. Yeah, but the thing <laughs> is is that like if you're gonna call someone out for being a hypocrite, right? Then you need I think to have your shit in check. And I'm listening to the song and I'm just like. I can just dissect this entire thing and just and just throw out all the contradictions or point out all the contradictions and just be like, look, like, just shut the fuck up. Like, you just don't need to have your record sounding like this. Like, stick to actual disses, lyrical disses. Like, you don't need to point out moments in someone's career when mm. you did the exact same thing. This A lot of the stuff, though, that he was saying was actually true, though, because I feel like a lot of folks that were on the Nas bandwagon, it was like, yeah, but yo, it's cause Nas, he's mad deep, yo. He be talking about real shit. Jay Z just be talking about blah blah blah. And so, like, I think he was pointing out, like, yo, this guy is also a hypocrite or whatever. But I mean, I'm he not here to him, defend the hip hop's uh, TD Jakes, which all is a hot line, by the way. That was funny, and the, and the Koofy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but your little homie Jungle is a god into me. Yeah. I just remember hearing that bar oh, yeah, as a yeah. first no, year yo, yo. being like it's yeah. like I said it's like I said I opened it up yo Jay-Z yeah. lyrically on this is a fucking beast yeah now nah, he but he he bodied that um my one other thing that I wanted to add to making it a classic um there's no bink on this album okay and I need I need some bink like bink is bink is my favorite Jay-Z producer like if okay. I like if I could get one producer to do a whole Jay-Z album it would probably be Okay. Bink. My, my other issue uh, with your suggestions, uh, and I pointed out too, the other is that I don't think that your suggestions make this a classic record. Mm. I think it makes it a passable record. Maybe give it a C plus or a B minus. I don't mm. think it makes it a classic. You know. So I mean, you, we could speak philosophically that way about yeah. everything. That's um, true. That's I think, true. I think to me that you either have an album that's salvageable or not salvageable and you have to completely start from scratch. Right. This one I would say is very salvageable. Um, you know, the homie uh, who we've discussed and I will, he will remain nameless, feels as though we could make Charge It to the Game by Silk the Shocker a classic. Um, I would say you would have to blow that shit up and start all over again. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. So, I mean, you know, just comparatively speaking, this is not a charge it to the game for me. I got you. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Anything else you want to add about, about this one? So, I guess I'll just ask you this. Let's say that Jay-Z gets this album right, whether through making, you know, the changes that you suggested, making some of the changes that I suggested, which mm-hmm. as we've, uh, you know, as we've, we've, we've outlined uh, i don't even really know what that sounds like but let's yeah. say he does make another you know another classic album mm-hmm. that 
that aptly follows or that that um, mm. adequately follows blueprint yeah do you see any change in the in the career trajectory wow i can't speak today do you see any change in the career trajectory of jay-z or do you see anything does anything change or does it pretty much stay the same um i think if he does that it definitely changes things i think he he almost immediately moves up like that that conversation that you were having with folks about whether it was him or biggie or whatever i think that goes away if yeah. he puts out another classic right away another thing is uh jay had an interview where he talked about how he 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 always gets it right and then fucks up so okay. he he sh he showed like he lined up all his albums and then he showed like where he got it right like he's like reasonable doubt and then like I got it wrong on volume one he's like yeah. and volume two like he's like I felt like I got it right and then volume three like I ah, fucked up and then right. you know so this album kind of falls into the whole you know he gets it right on blueprint and then this comes out um, so I, I think you know his career trajectory changes if he back to back has two classics for sure. Um, but then, I mean, I think his career goes two completely different ways right. if he takes the approaches that we discussed. If, okay. if if he takes your approach where he, you know, he kind of almost creates his own sound all over again, mm -hmm. um, I think that changes music. Because yeah. at this point in time, a lot of people are following Jay-Z already anyway. They're trying to be like him, um, et cetera. And, and so other artists start to try to experiment and do what he did. Um, if the album just becomes solid, more solid, um, like what I'm saying, where he just kind of takes cuts away some of the fat and, and just puts that album out. I think he gets more respect, but he stays in a similar lane in, in terms of what he what he's done. No, it's a very good point. I think what yeah. what disappoints me most is that I think Jay-Z had a chance to and I said this before about, you know, transcending the genre, but right. I think he had a chance. He more so than anyone else maybe maybe kanye west now kind of mm -hmm. tricky conversation right but i think more so than anyone else he had a chance to step into a lane where no other hip-hop musician had ever really been in mm -hmm. and instead of seizing that moment to really just take us to some you know who someplace we can't even imagine instead mm -hmm. of taking us there decided to say oh you know what i'm just going to dip my toes back into what i already know and just keep a status quo but see that 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 leads me to another discussion right um do you see jay-z as a pure musician no i don't but right. but but i who knows had he done this maybe i could have mm -hmm. i think he understands music i do too but i also think though that um his desire to be financially successful is a greater desire than his desire to that's be an fair. incredible musician. No, that's that's very fair. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe I want too much. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, but it's dope that he was able to do what he did with the blueprint, where yeah. he like really, really, really made a dope album, and he heard he heard those beats and he heard that sound, and he said, "Let's make an album with this sound yeah. and still be wildly commercially successful." You know? Yeah, and you know, it's it's one thing I do appreciate about this album is it. Um, it makes me respect the blueprint mm -hmm. so much more. Actually, yeah. actually listening to this, and then going back <laughs> to listen to the blueprint, and just yeah. realizing just how amazing that album is. Yeah. Um, no, so I do appreciate this album for doing that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, for sure, for sure. You know. So, so to piggyback off that, and and to kind of close it out, right? Um, the next episode, right? We're doing um, kind of a speak on it about um the VA sound, right? And I think that like kind of piggybacks on the salute me or shoot me episode where we had where I was discussing how I said, yes. yeah, DJ you, Quick is the you, sound of L.A. You, and you said ahead. that Eric Sermon is the most underrated producer of all time. And we right, might yeah. need to give you some shots now because uh, there's probably some others that are a lot more underrated than uh, than Eric Sermon. Who you got? Well, we were, I was going to segue that and you were going to talk uh, okay. about Bink, so, right? So, yeah, I, I, I still actually think that if we were to bring Bink on this show, he would agree that Eric Sermon is more uh, underrated. But you get Bink, Bink, is, uh, Bink is one of my favorite producers and I think he's, he's super underrated. The other person, actually, and I wanted to bring this up and maybe at another time um, we can go further into it. I called E and I was having a conversation with E and, uh, and I was telling him about that topic that we had discussed. And... Um, he was like, he was like, you're right. I can't think of anybody. And then he said, well, maybe Prince Paul. And I was like, yo, that's a solid argument. 
So I definitely think there's an argument there. Uh, maybe one day we'll have E on to kind of go, go through uh, Prince Paul's catalog. But yeah, Bink, uh, dope producer from the 757. Uh, we're definitely going to talk a, a little bit about him in the in the Sound of VA uh, podcast. And we're going to have the homie Bezo, who actually grew up out there and and I guess has a personal relationship with him and has, has been around him making music before. Yeah, so, so that should be dope. I look that forward to that. should be really dope. I'm super looking forward to that. Shout out to Bezo. Uh, anything else you want to drop on the people? Just, you know, uh, continue to spread the word. Uh, find us on iTunes. You know, search for the 80s babies. Uh, give us yeah. a rating. Give us a review. Yo, definitely follow us on Facebook. Uh, we have a lot of content on there having that's to right. do with, like, you know, music that's in this vein, videos, etc., media. So definitely like comment share whatever and if you got a topic that you want us to discuss whether it's an album that you want us to make a classic whether it's just i don't know uh an idea that you want us to salute or shoot or just general speak on it uh you know a segment just let us know and True we indeed. can uh we can get to that sounds good i think we we ready to sign off so peace yeah, and blessings oh, all right peace this must be the way the nigga pop felt when he made me against the world all eyes on me Shit. Thought niggas would appreciate what I did to this game. Being that I'm flesh of your flesh, blood of your blood. Come from the same hood you come from. We share basically the same stories. Thought niggas appreciate what I came in and did since 96 every year. Something must be seriously wrong with the world. I know y'all ain't hating. Don't tell me niggas is hating. Public, my attitude is fuck it, cause motherfuckers love it. Got a chip on my shoulder, the size of the golden nugget in Vegas, and fuck being famous. I came to get the butters. I came from the gutter. My success is.